This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, D.C. area senators are concerned the administration is moving a little too fast with reopening measures. Members of Congress are also questioning whether the pandemic is actually responsible for bankrupting USCIS. And the Navy ship that was on the front lines of the coronavirus pandemic is finally back stateside. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Maryland and Virginia senators say the Trump administration's reopening plans are unsafe for federal employees. Maryland Senators Chris Van Hollen and Ben Cardin and Virginia Senators Tim Kaine and Mark Warner are asking the administration to issue new reopening guidance. They say the current guidelines are encouraging agencies to prematurely end telework flexibilities and bring employees back to the office too soon. They're also concerned with having too many federal employees taking Metro in the D.C. area. Those same Maryland senators doubt the pandemic is the real reason behind the budget issues at U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. USCIS has blamed the pandemic for a drastic reduction in revenue. It says a $1.2 billion budget shortfall is forcing USCIS to potentially furlough over 13,000 employees. But Senators Ben Cardin and Chris Van Hollen say it's the Trump administration's immigration policies that are to blame. The senators say USCIS raised issues with its fee structure well before the pandemic began. They want to know how the agency plans to use emergency appropriations if they get it. The USS Theodore Roosevelt returned to its home port to San Diego yesterday. The ship was led by a new captain who came aboard after the previous one was fired over the handling of a massive coronavirus outbreak on board. This time, there were no hugs from waiting family members on the Navy Pier. Sailors disembarked one by one and walked to waiting vehicles to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. Defense Secretary Mark Esper says he's launched a new investigation to crack down on unauthorized leaks from the Pentagon. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has more. Esper didn't specify exactly what prompted the investigation, but testifying before the House Armed Services Committee yesterday, he characterized recent leaks as terrible. Whether it's pre-decisional, unclassified items, or even classified items, it hurts our national security, it jeopardizes our troops, and it is just damaging to our government and our relationships with our allies and partners. Asper says the investigation will include an effort to identify DOD personnel who've had unauthorized discussions with the media. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. 116 members of Congress urged Defense Secretary Mark Esper and Attorney General William Barr to reverse restrictions on transgender people in the military. In a letter, the lawmakers cite a recent Supreme Court case that protects LGBTQ people from workplace discrimination. President Trump announced he wanted to ban transgender people from the military in 2017. The announcement caused transgender service members to fear for their jobs since they were allowed to serve openly at the end of the Obama administration. The House is thinking about changing who will oversee the Pentagon's Joint Artificial Intelligence Center. A provision in the 2021 Defense Authorization Bill would move Jake from the Defense Department Chief Information Office to the Deputy Defense Secretary's jurisdiction. The provision comes from a recommendation by the National Security Commission on AI. The commission felt Jake needed more attention from leadership to synchronize AI across the department. Jake says it's having success integrating AI in many areas of the military. 
A new acquisition rule that aims to protect the federal technology supply chain is due out today. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. The Federal Acquisition Regulations Council is expected to release the final rule to implement the prohibition against agencies contracting with companies that use products or services from Chinese telecommunications firms. The FAR Council rule will be the second one over the last year to try to address supply chain risks. Should an agency need to buy from a company that uses ZTE, Huawei, or other prohibited products, the secretary would have to issue a waiver. This is the second of two deadlines Congress laid out in the 2019 Defense Authorization Bill, with the first one coming last August. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. Federal employees in Des Moines, Iowa, are a step closer to getting their own locality pay rate. The Office of Personnel Management has new draft regulations that will create a new area for Des Moines. OPM is also proposing an expansion of the Los Angeles locality pay area to include federal employees who are stuck in between two existing locality regions. January is the earliest employees in these two regions will see locality pay changes, and the president must physically set new locality pay rates. The Secret Service is creating a new cyber fraud task force by merging its electronic crimes and financial crimes task forces. The service says this two-year planning effort, which included multiple pilot programs, aims to bring together the skills and capabilities of the two disciplines. The cyber fraud task force currently operates in 42 locations nationwide and two international. The Secret Service plans to expand its cyber fraud task force network to 160 countries in the coming years. And they're not perfect, but most agencies do a decent job with the spending data they present to their inspectors general. Here's Federal News Network's Tom Temin. Those data submissions are required under the Data Act. IGs at 37 out of 51 agencies reported receiving data of higher quality, meaning error rates of 20% or better. The Government Accountability Office, looking at first quarter 2019 submissions, also found most of the agencies submitted their data on time. Still, the IGs had plenty of recommendations including the need to establish data quality procedures and to tighten up the data submission process. I'm Tom Temin. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts, and stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. (music) 